Hi kids, it's Mrs. Van Allsburg, and today is our third reading of the K. I am going to begin with chapter 7, which is page 59. It seemed hours, but it was probably only one, until Timothy said, Do not be alarmed now, young boys. I am going to jump into water and kick this raft to the shore. Without that, we'll pass the island by and by. In a moment, I heard a splash on one side of the raft, and then Timothy's feet began drumming the water. I guess he was not afraid of sharks this close in. Soon he yelled, Bottom, young boys, bottom! His feet had touched sand. In another few minutes, the raft lurched, and I knew it had grounded. I listened for sounds from shore, hoping there would be a cheerful hello, but there were none, just the wash of the low surf around the raft. Timothy said, "'Air, young boys, on my shoulders, and I'll fetch you to the island.' He helped me to his back. I said, "'Don't forget Stew Cat.' He laughed back heartily. "'One at a time, young boys.' With me on his back, he splashed ashore, and judging from the time it took, the raft wasn't very far out. Then he lifted me down again. "'Land,' he shouted. The warm sand did feel good on my feet, and now I was almost glad that we wouldn't have to spend another night on the hard, wet boards of the raft. He said, Touch it, young boys, feel the land. Tis outrageous good. I reached down. The grains of sand felt very fine, almost like powder. Timothy said, Tis a beautiful kay, dis kay. Never had I seen dis kay. Then he led me to sit under a clump of bushes. He said, you rest easy while I pull the raft more out of the water. We must not lose it. I sat there in the shade, running sand through my fingers, wondering where among all those many islands in the Caribbean we were. Timothy shouted up from the water, many fish here, langosta too. I be knowing, we roast them. Langosta, I knew, was the native lobster, the one without claws. I heard Timothy splashing around down by the surf and knew he was pulling the raft up as far as he could get it. A moment later, puff, puffing hard, he flopped down beside me. He said, Cush my breath, then I will tour the island and select a place for the camp. He put Stucat into my lap. Camp? I asked, stroking Big Stew. Timothy replied, we may be here two, three days, so we be living comfortable. He could tell I was discouraged because we had come to the island and there were no people on it. He said confidently, we be rescued true. Before the night, I built a great fire pile and brush and wood. So the next aircraft that fly over, we set it off. Where are we, Timothy? Near Panama? He answered slowly, I cannot be sure, young boys, not very sure. But you said you knew about the banks and the caves that are near the banks. I wondered if he knew anything really or if he was just a stupid old man. Timothy said, listen, I know that many banks and caves around 15 North and 80 Lawn. There's Roncada, Un Serrano, Quilto Signora and Serenina and Rosalind 
than there's beacon in North Cay, off to the west somewhere as Provincia, in San Andres. He paused a moment and then said, Far away, over there, I think it's the Caymans, and then Jamaica. But you are not sure of this island? Timothy answered gravely. True, I am not sure. Do the schooners usually come close by here? I asked. Again, very gravely, Timothy said. The man who fishes follows the fish. Certainly the fish be here. I be seen with my own self eyes. I kept feeling that Timothy was holding something back from me. It was the tone of his voice. I'd heard my father talk that way a few times. Once when he didn't want to tell me my grandfather was about to die. Another time was when a car ran over my dog in Virginia. Of course, both times happened when I was younger. Now my father was always honest with me, I thought, because he said that in the end that was better. I wish Timothy would be honest with me. Instead, he got up to take a walk around the quay, saying he'd be back in a few minutes. Then Stewcat wandered away. I called to him, but he seemed to be exploring too. Realizing that I was alone on the beach, I became frightened. I knew how helpless I was without Timothy. First, I began calling for Stewcat, but when he didn't return, I began shouting for Timothy. There was no answer. I wondered if he'd fallen down and was hurt. I began to crawl along the beach and ran head on with a clump of low hanging brush. I sat down again, batting at gnats that were buzzing around my face. Something brushed against my arm. I yelled out in terror. But I heard him meow and knew it was only Stewcat. I reached for him and held him tight until I heard brush crackling and sang out, Timothy? Yes, young boys, he called back from quite a distance. When he was closer, I said harshly, Never leave me again. Don't you ever leave me again. He laughed. There's nothing to fear here. I walk round the whole island, and there's nothing but sucrape, sand, a few little lizard, and those palm tree. I repeated, Never leave me alone, Timothy. All right, young boys, I promise, he said. He must have been looking all around, for he said, No water air, but tis no problem. We still have water in the keg, and we will trap more on the first rain. Still believing he wasn't telling me everything, I said, You were gone a long time. He answered uneasily, Thirty minutes at the most. The island is about one mile long, and a half wide, shaped like the melon. I found a place to make our camp up near the palm. T'will be a good place for a lookout. The rise is about 40 feet from the sea. I nodded, then said, I'm hungry, Timothy. We were both hungry. He went back to the raft, took out the keg of water and the tin of biscuits and chocolate. While we were eating, I said, You are worried about something, Timothy. Please tell me the truth. I'm old enough to know. Timothy waited a long time before answering, probably trying to choose the right words. Finally, he said, Young boys, there is in this part of the sea 
a few little caves like this one, surrounded on both sides by humbug banks. They are cut off from the rest of the sea by these banks. I tried to make a mental picture of that. Several small islands tucked up inside great banks of coral that made navigation dangerous for ships, schooners, was what I finally decided he was trying to tell me. You think we are on one of those Ks? Maybe, young boys, maybe. Fear coming back to me, I knew he'd made a mistake in bringing us ashore. I said, then no ships will pass even close to us, not even schooners. We're trapped here. We might live here forever, I thought. Again, he did not answer directly. I was beginning to learn that he had a way of being honest while still being dishonest. He said, the place I am thinking of is called Devil's Mouth. Tis a U-shaped thing with these sharp coral banks on either side, running maybe 40, 50 mile. He let that sink in. It sounded bad. But then he said, I do hope, young boys, that I am outrageous mistaken. If we are in the devil's mouth, how can we be rescued? I asked angrily. It was his fault we were here. The fire pile? When aircraft fly by, they will see the smoke in the fire. But they might just think it's a native fisherman. No one else would come here. I could picture him nodding, thinking about that. Finally, he said, True, but we cannot fret about it, can we? We'll make camp and see what happens. He poured me a half cup of water, saying happily, Since we have made land, we can celebrate. I drank it slowly and thoughtfully. One thing that I'd like you to think about, maybe even discuss with your family members, and maybe even write about in a journal entry, is what you would do if you were Timothy. Would you tell Philip the truth? Or would you hide a little bit of it from him so that Philip wouldn't get worried? I wonder what your thoughts are on that. I think Philip can kind of read between the lines and knows that Timothy is leaving conveniently some parts out, but is maybe doing that to make sure that Philip doesn't begin to fret and worry. Because worrying, as we all know, doesn't always make any difference, doesn't make things better. So I kind of liked when Timothy just said, you know what, we've just got to keep going. We can't fret. So think about that. Maybe write down your thoughts. Talk about it with your family members. I think it could make a good discussion. I hope you enjoyed listening to the K today. I'll see you on Wednesday.